0: This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. Welcome into ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We appreciate you joining us on this Friday as we get ready for another big weekend of football. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. It's the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingalls, Low Prices, Love the Savings. Uh, Special treat today, hopefully, a continuing treat over the rest of the uh, football season. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we're going to have Asheville Police Chief David Zack in here picking games against Jeremy for the weekend. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see
1: if the Chief knows his stuff. I, I can tell you definitively that he knows his stuff. Uh, and I am really looking forward to somebody, anybody, that is going to come in here and pick against me. Uh, the Chief. I have more picks today. I literally... Should start my own uh, like I should have a place where people can just come pick up all this money that I am giving away. Hmm. I have fourteen college football picks
0: today. Again, again, wow! Because Vegas keeps getting it wrong. Two six packs and a shot coming your way right here on uh, Green on Green. We'll do it at the end of each hour. I have one that's all dogs. All it's Ooh, all dogs, and you know what that means. There's going to be an appearance by our favorite cartoon theme song. Yep. And
1: I am so excited. I was 10 and 6 against the Spread last week. I was getting ready to say, uh, last week went pretty well. I gave two uh, special picks away that, uh, that they were Twitter exclusives. You have to follow me on Twitter to get those. Those are the deep divey. Uh, you borderline have to have a problem of some kind, but. Got nice. got those both right,
0: dude. Alright, so be sure and follow him at J Green ESPN on Twitter. At J Green ESPN. So we'll have all your uh college football betting picks. We're gonna pick uh pro games. I think we're sticking to the pro games with uh with Chief Zach. I'm I'm good with that. All <laughs> right. <laughs> uh and yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll keep a running tally and uh I don't know. If you win or are you gonna are you gonna lobby for uh, for a prize or something? Like if you beat him, he has to take you on a ride along or something or Nope. No. I'm just <laughs> I'm the most competitive human on planet Earth. He's just in it for the I
1: win. I want to win to win.
0: <laughs> DJ Khaled over
1: here. Yes.
0: <laughs> Oh, we've got coronavirus everywhere. Oh my gosh, we're going to die. And
1: you had to break down the mood.
0: Well, of course I did, because that's, that's the biggest story in college football today, is uh, Trevor Lawrence tested positive for the coronavirus, and now he's not going to be able to play this week. What, what's the game that Trevor Lawrence is playing in? Or, or, or not playing in? No, Boston College.
1: And? Clemson. You're taking Clemson? That's one of the games in, uh, in the spectacular at the end of both hours. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How's it in the end of both hours? Well, it's not at the end of both. Oh, it's, okay. in of the, it's, in it's in one of the segments at one of the, that I, one of the end. I don't remember which one it is, if I'm being really <laughs> honest.
0: <laughs> uh, I got a good feeling which one it's going to be in, but I won't spoil it for everybody else. We'll, we'll all be surprised at the same time. Or I'll be confirmed, one way or the other. Uh but yeah, Trevor Lawrence testing positive for the coronavirus is sweeping the world. Once again, Max Kellerman thinks it's just it's gonna suck all his power out, like it did with Cam Newton, apparently. Yeah, who
1: didn't have a symptom and yet somehow that's why he's been <laughs> God awful. Oh, apparently he got coronavirus five years ago. That's oh. what that's what I can't understand. Hey Max, he's been oh. awful for a presidential
0: term <clears throat> a little longer than that actually he's not good uh he has not been good and uh yeah we'll uh we'll go down all the big games of the weekend right here over the next two hours plus we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll have to sit down with chief zach coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes or so uh he's going to be in the studio with us so best behavior yes all right just watching you what, what do you think I'm going to do? I don't know. I'm just you know, I just want you to be on your best behavior. I mean, we got we got the brass coming in. Okay, dad. I- <laughs> <laughs> How many times have we had to go over this? I I, I feel like I'm your dad half the time. And to go like, Jeremy, maybe it's not a good idea for you to get so drunk tonight. So And he will be like, Okay, so dad
1: you feel like you have to act like my dad?
0: Yeah, it's just the dad in me. Like I'm you Well, you t- look like you're old enough to be. Oh! Your yes. dad, your dad actually has more hair than I do. Yes, he does. <laughs> but his new balances aren't as cool as mine. That's factually accurate. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the college games coming up this weekend. We've got, uh, of course, right here on ESPN Asheville tomorrow night, you will hear the North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the Virginia Cavaliers. Pregame will start at 7 o'clock and kickoff set for 8 up in Charlottesville. The Tar Heels... If you haven't
1: listened to this show for any period of time, if I ring that
0: bell, that means that game is going to be picked before the show's over. Indeed. Uh, and the North Carolina Tar Heels, a seven-point favorite on the road at Virginia. That's not near enough. I feel like Virginia is bad, uh, and uh, Carolina's pretty good. I feel like they're going to put up uh, some big points this week. I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of
1: 40. I just look at a Carolina team that can run like this, Mm -hmm. that travels well. And and I'm going to be honest with you, the theme, you're going to hear me say this a lot of times today, the weather over the course of this weekend Mm -hmm. is going to be a disaster. I don't know if you've been outside, but it's like uh, gale force winds outside, Mm -hmm. that's going to play a factor in a lot of games this weekend.
0: It is indeed. You're probably uh, also going to have uh, many games affected by rain as well. Uh, hell, it's 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 Halloween weekend, so we got to have uh, we got to have snow somewhere. I haven't seen snow. You haven't anywhere. seen snow Here's in Here's the funny anywhere. thing.
1: So you know it snowed in Denver last week, right? Do you know that that Sunday? The second warmest game on the schedule is in Denver.
0: Is it really? Yes. (laughs) It was 17 degrees last week.
1: And snowing. This is the second. Actually, there's only two games that are not going to be affected by weather. One of them's in Denver. The other one's in Seattle. The two weirdest weather places in the world are the only place that you're not going to deal with weather this week.
0: Right, right. Uh, But you're going to have the Tar Heels and the Cavaliers tomorrow night right here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, That's not really a a premier game of the week because I think everybody expects North Carolina to go in there and to roll. Um, You know, it is the longest-running rivalry, but it's not really rivalry territory. In in my opinion, Mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, But other big games around college football, including Ohio State-Penn State, And you got nothing. No bell. No bell. No bell. There. You're not picking
1: that one. Uh, no, because I th- this game's gonna go one of two ways, and I can't figure out which one it is okay. because I don't think Penn State's as bad as they looked last week. Okay, I really don't. This is gonna be cold, and it's in Happy Valley, and I understand mm-hmm. that you're not gonna have the full fan thing. I really struggle to believe that Penn State's going to roll over and just die. They're not. I've heard a lot of people say this should be a 21 point spread. No, it shouldn't. And I got news for you: that Nebraska team that Ohio State played last week is not good. And the interior pressure that they put on Justin Fields gave them fits for a half. Mm -hmm. And then they had to come out after Nebraska had pretty much rolled over and died. And thrown on, a, they, they threw on two extra touchdowns that were really unnecessary. Mm-hmm. That game was closer than people think it
0: was. I think one of the best motivators in college football is James Franklin. Am I wrong or I like, right? I, I like James Franklin a lot. And I don't believe that he has a culture in that program that will allow them to just go away. To just lay down, Ohio State comes in and they run all over him. However, I will say this. I think that the Micah Parsons defection... The Journey Brown injury at running back, those things have clearly hurt them. Oh, it certainly hurt. The fact hurts. that they have a third-string quarterback running the show uh, is is not good. I, th- I don't think 11 is near enough. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said third-string quarterback? Sean
1: Clifford? Sean Clifford was the starter last year.
0: I know, but I think at their beginning of the year, their plans were not to have him start. Yeah, he was always the starter, to my knowledge. Okay. He's a
1: he's a junior. This is the dude. And he's pretty good. You know, he's not the most accurate guy, but he's mm-hmm. really mobile. He's Yeah, he is mobile. I'll give you that. But I don't... I think Penn State's going to make this a game. And I, above all... It, it, More than anything that could happen this weekend, I really hope Penn State beats them Mm -hmm. because the pandelirium that will ensue (laughs) will be tremendous. Right. If Ohio State goes away, and I got news for you, if they lose a game, they are no doubt done. Mm -hmm. If that happens, the pandelirium that will happen with the other two spots in the college football playoff will be unlike anything we have ever seen.
0: Opening the door.
1: Cincinnati for BYU. And BYU.
0: Cincinnati. Yeah. I just
1: all of it. I love BYU. You do. Okay. They're one of my favorite teams in college football. Mm-hmm. You know, since I can't pull for my team because we're awful. I mean I can pull for my team. I just have to do it very quietly so people don't make fun of me. Right. Uh I, I yeah, I've that's one of the teams I have adopted. Okay. I love watching that team. I love their quarterback. Their quarterback's going to be in my first NFL mock draft that comes out, not next week, but the week after.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I put more time into the first mock than I do into the, any of the others because I just do like one a week until draft time.
0: Right. Uh, I got Ohio State winning this game, walking away though. I don't. Uh, I don't think. I don't think eleven is close enough. I don't.
1: I think it's a one possession game.
0: Really? I
1: do. Nighttime, Happy Valley. I and I love James Franklin, mm-hmm. and there was just a lot that I didn't love. They let Nebraska. If you didn't know the score, and you watched the bulk of that game, mm-hmm. you would think those two two teams were very close. And I don't think Nebraska is very good. Mm-hmm. And Penn State's mad. They're not that. Oh, they're they're coming <laughs> off a stinging loss in overtime. Oh, I love how this sets up, and it's going to be absolutely freezing in Pennsylvania.
0: Mm -hmm. If you'd have told me when the season started that Penn State would start out 0-2, I would have told you you were crazy. I'm not brave enough to say Penn State's going
1: to win this game. I am brave enough to say that I think this game is going to be close. Okay. And it is going to expose some deficiencies in Ohio State. Some deficiencies.
0: Okay. Which Um, means Ohio State's going to win 58-0. There is a game in the Big 12 that I, I have to ask you the question about. Why is West Virginia a favorite over Kansas State? It's in the Big 12, first of all. Would I, I meant Big 12. <laughs> the simple fact
1: is because Kansas State's played a backup quarterback. Ah. And what people don't understand is that that backup quarterback has gotten a good amount of run. I've Of all the teams in America, did you know that Kansas State has been the most profitable team to bet on this year? Because they've covered two huge money lines. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I can't remember who somebody put this stat out on Twitter. Uh, This is why I retweet things like a maniac, right? Because I forget them. But yeah, Kansas State's been the most profitable college football team this season. Interesting. Not telling you which way I'm leading. Just saying that I like Kansas State a little bit.
0: I mean, obviously they were a big money line hit for you in week two when they beat Oklahoma. Woo! Uh, And then I'm trying to think who else would have been who who they would have been a dog to Texas Tech the next week. Mm, TCU? See. TCU. They were a dog to they TCU. They were a dog to TCU? Mm-hmm. Like a seven-and-a-half-point dog, actually. Hmm. Yep. Okay, and they ended up winning that game by seven. So, yep. yeah, and they <laughs> demolished Kansas. Poor Kansas. Did you know, and this
1: is one of the stats that I'm going to give out in green on green, the only team that they've outgamed this year is Kansas. And they've turned the ball over a ton. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't look at that quite the same way everybody else does.
0: Uh, speaking of Kansas, so
1: they're 0-5 right now. Yeah, they're the worst team in uh, major college football, and it's not all that close.
0: you realize what their next games are? They play Iowa State this weekend. Demolished. They play Oklahoma the next weekend. Trounced. Then they play Texas. Might go home before it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and then they finish out with the other Texas teams, Texas, uh, Texas Christian and Texas Tech. Uh, they're yeah. That's zero ten. That's zero ten. If I've ever seen it. it's the easy zero ten, in my opinion. I mean, in their last three games, they have just gotten killed. Oklahoma State beat them by forty. West Virginia beat them by twenty-one. Last week, Kansas State beat them by what's it, forty-one. Yeah, they're good they're not good. Night. I don't know why we're talking about Kansas. I don't know. I just because I thought it was. I saw it earlier in the week. Uh, oh, because I was reading the Bottom Ten article by yeah, Randy, uh, Ryan McGee on ESPN, and he was talking about how they're already 0-5, but their next three games pretty much cement that they're going to be 0-8. They will not win a game this year. No, I'm they're terrible. of it. Yeah, they're terrible. I'm truly convinced of they it. They actually belong in the Big Ten. They actually belong in the Big Ten? Yeah, they fit
1: with the bottom tier of that conference, which is also dumpster juice. <laughs> dumpster. I love your descriptions of things dumpster juice yeah the bottom of the big 10 is dumpster juice it's sewer (laughs) water if i've ever seen it uh other games you're looking forward to in the college slate this week uh i mean i'm looking forward to all of them well of course you are i have picks on many of them i if if, yeah, georgia kentucky Mm -hmm. is a game that i'm really looking forward to uh I have some fun stats with Georgia that are, that are almost beyond belief. Right, uh, Memphis-Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a team that I have said could crash the, the CFP because they have just good enough of a schedule that not having anything in the, in the non-conference is not going to hurt them all that much. Mm-hmm. The AAC is better than the Big Ten, and I maintain that. I will continue to maintain that. And I think as the season goes on, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Okay.
0: We got LSU and Auburn hooking up. That's going to be another one in the picks this week. All right. I love this bell. <laughs> the bell it's one of my prized possessions. <laughs> LSU is a two-point favorite against Auburn. And, uh, look, uh, I know both of these teams are, are not what they wanted to be to start out the year, but this is definitely one of those tide-turning moments. It's gut-check time, basically. Who are you? Uh, 100%. Yeah. Who are you? Is Auburn as bad as Jeremy thinks they are? It's, I mean, hard, they, it's
1: hard for them to
0: be as bad as I think they are. <laughs> I mean, they have been I bad, th- and they've look, gotten some lucky breaks.
1: Oh, they to could win very games. easily be 0-5. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Chad Morris, I don't know what he's doing calling that offense, but he should not be doing that. <laughs> it, I, I mean, and that's my uh, professional commentary of, I don't know what this
0: is, but it ain't good. Right. I mean, you go down to even last week, I mean, they got another break against Ole Miss when uh, the returner touches a kickoff, it rolled into the end zone, and they they ruled that it was a touchback. Yeah. They were handed the Ole Miss game, and they were handed the Arkansas game. Mm-hmm. And Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin got uh, fined $25,000 for retweeting somebody that uh, that was a little rough on the officials in the SEC, for missing that call. But, I mean, that's just the kind of season it's been for Auburn. Is that they're in these games, and then they just get breaks. So will it continue against LSU? I don't know. Something to watch. Definitely something to watch. Coastal Carolina, they're getting a lot of love on the national ESPN today saw their head coach was on uh, was on sports center earlier today having to explain once again what a what a shanta is i thought we had all come to the we we had all come become wise to what that that's a rooster right i i thought it was a chicken but i, I mean there <laughs> and you know how i know
1: that well roosters are chickens but yes i i yeah, yeah.
0: I, I that's why i know that because their mascot is a chicken exactly um but uh coastal carolina who, who are they playing georgia state or is it georgia southern oh, oh, wait what coastal carolina they play georgia state. georgia state yes thank you that's and that one's coming up as well all right hey, you know what's
1: funny i didn't tell him any of the picks before this no and yet he has hit, like, half of the picks that I'm making in the in the end segment. Well, they're all highlight
0: games, and apparently all the numbers intrigue Jeremy. I don't hide from the big games. <laughs> I am not giving you lowly
1: football. I mean, uh, I have a couple times. Yep. But, predominantly, these are
0: the games that you care about. There you go. Uh, coming up at the end of each hour, two six packs and a shot for uh, from Jeremy Green. He's going to help you try to win that money this weekend. Coming up after the break, we will uh, we'll touch base with uh, APD Chief David Zach, picking games against Jeremy. You've been practicing for months, and now that dedication and vigilance is about to pay off. The Big Orange Tent is back at the Asheville Mall. That mask that you actually want to wear is a short drive away at Halloween Express. With shipments arriving daily, you'll find the perfect Halloween costume mask or decoration. From kids to adults, scary to funny, Halloween Express has Western North Carolina's largest selection. You can't miss the Big Orange Tent in the Asheville Mall parking lot. Open 10 to 9 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 7 on Sundays.
1: put a spell on you
0: because you're mine it's espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 a.m and 1400 you're in the sports tank with jeremy green just trying to get a little bit into the halloween mood it doesn't even feel like halloween to me
1: uh i'm literally wearing a costume that i bought last year that i have yet to put on and I will figure out if I have gained weight or lost weight in the last calendar year. Ah, I feel like that's something you should have done before the day before Halloween. Uh, if you've known me for more than
0: one year, you would know this is a pretty annual uh, happenstance. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, well, I have known you for more than one year, but your Halloween costume wearing uh, traditions have escaped me. I've <laughs> Didn't you go as Melania one year? I
1: did. The pictures of that are phenomenal.
0: Uh, I feel like you need to tweet some of those. That's out. That's fine. So I can, will At can...
1: Jagger in ESPN. You have to follow me to see them.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna, hij- I'm just gonna hijack people into actually following me on Twitter. Right on. All right, it's time for picking with the chief. Joining us in the studio, we have Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Uh, welcome in to the program with us, sir. How's it? Uh, how's it going today?
2: It's going on, all right, guys. Good to be here. All right.
0: Has uh... hang on a
2: second. I think I got you on the wrong microphone.
0: Oh, we're having microphone yes. difficulties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Check one, two. There Check, we go. check yeah, one, two. One.
0: It is that one. All right, uh, so you're a big football fan.
2: Huge. All right. Buffalo Who's, Bills, man.
0: Buffalo Bills. I was going to say, you got to you got to lay out your allegiances before we get into all this so everybody knows am, uh, where your yes, biases I lie.
2: A, I am a diehard member of Bills Mafia. You <laughs> You never leave the family.
1: All right, very good. I've gotten to see two Jets losses sitting right beside him. He's the most <laughs> gracious winner I've ever met. Because he could totally rub it in that his team is good and my team
0: is sewer water. Uh, he
2: could do that. Yeah, but uh, he does. But, uh, yeah, he's always kind. I, I, and yeah, gracious. You know, I've lived through enough lean times. I I know it's unwise to uh, to stomp when when they're down. You know? <laughs>
0: exactly. It's kind of like me being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Like it's you feel good when your team's up, but you've been there. You know what it's like.
2: <laughs> I, know, I know what it's like at the bottom. <laughs>
0: that's, that's right. All right. So we're gonna run down the. Uh, Heck, since you got the time, we're just going to run down the whole slate here, and uh, we'll right. let you.
2: Are we going? Are we going spread, or are we just going straight pick them? We'll go spread. You uh, go spread. I, I'm it? a spread guy. All right. I actually I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Where's That's... the bell?
1: Hit the bell. That's one for the chief. Yes. <laughs> that is the time that I didn't think about what I just said until it had already come out of my mouth.
0: All right. Uh, first, uh, while I'm while I'm getting the official odds pulled up here, because I want to make sure everything's uh, everything's correct, um, I do just uh, I want to ask you about your bills. How, how are you feeling about the way things have been going? The last couple of weeks haven't been uh, great.
2: Start fast. Start fast. Start for sure. But yeah, lately, uh, you know, the the doubt starts to creep in. You know, when you're when you're loo- used to all that losing that we've been through. Uh, yeah, I think we uh, we got on fire there early, but now we came back to earth a little bit. But now after we uh, we manhandle the pass this week, we'll be uh, back on top. I think. Yeah, I like the confidence. I'm actually picking Buffalo by 100. Buffalo yes. by 100. I'm I mean, I hope that uh, happens because <laughs> I don't
1: care that the Patriots are bad. I still enjoy nothing more than watching the Patriots get demolished. Right.
2: I say one hundred to seven. Pat's got a, a, a late garbage TD. Okay, that's that's my that's my call.
0: All right, uh, let's get into the picks here for the NFL Week Eight. Um, first, all, let's let's just start with the big game in the one o'clock at, in the one o'clock slate. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Baltimore is a four point favorite. Chiefs the visitor, so we'll give him uh, give him the first crack at it.
2: I say four is too much. I say four is too much. That was a bigger line than I thought. I think I got to go Steelers. Steelers okay. with the four.
1: I'm going Steelers plus the four as well. All right. I really considered going Baltimore. is too much, man. I, it's too much. I couldn't bring myself to. At two and a half, I would have considered it, but it's Steelers plus four. All right. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep my uh, keep
0: my tally going
1: here. Uh, all Tank right, doesn't I'm, quite understand that he has a computer in front of him
0: that does the same thing that Notepad does. Only it's much easier. To edit it this way. Uh, it's, it, it's not for me. Uh, I'm an old school guy. I like my pen and paper. That's uh, all right. <laughs> Indianapolis and Detroit. Indianapolis, a three-point favorite against the Detroit Lions. Jeremy, you go. I'm going to take
1: Detroit plus three. I think Detroit okay. wins this game outright.
2: Oh, man, yeah, I'm with you. Same.
1: Same. I don't think Indianapolis is very good. Mm-hmm. Like, at the net net of it, I think the Colts are a bad football team. They play decent enough defense. But if you're telling me I get Matthew Stafford and you get Phillip Rivers, uh, yeah, I like my chances. That's mm-hmm. Swift,
2: too, the way Swift has come on. He recently. has changed
1: that offense. Between him and Galladay, they have enough weapons. They're going to put
0: up enough points. I'll take the Lions outright. All right, the Green Bay Packers are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Minnesota Vikings, who are just... Bad if
2: you ask me. Gotta go with the pack. I'll take the pack minus.
0: I I'll take
1: Green Bay minus the six and a half. I'll be honest with you, when I saw this line the first time, I thought they forgot a digit. Because you're gonna tell me this was Green Bay minus <laughs> sixteen and a half, and I would have still done it. So for me, this is a great value go pack go.
0: Aaron Jones doesn't
1: matter? No. Fat Jamal Williams will be fine. Okay. Against Minnesota. I, I, or fat A.J. Dillon. or uh, Maybe they'll pull Eddie Lacy. Any, any other fat running Give back. Give me though. all the fat Green Bay running backs. It's fine. <laughs> it's
0: <like laughs> you get signed with the Green Bay Packers. They automatically feed you all the cheese. Yes. And that's how you get fat. Yes. Okay, I got you. Aaron Jones is apparently lactose intolerant, and so he's not the fat running back. Anyway. Well, they would have only given him 12 carries anyway because Matt LaFleur hates him for some reason. <laughs> all right, we got the Buffalo Bills three-point favorites at home against the New England Patriots. Jeremy... I had it at four, and
1: I don't care. Buffalo minus four. I don't think this game's ever close. I would tend to
0: agree with that. All right, Chief Zach. All right, we're 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 going. Everybody's on the same. We're side in here.
1: lockstep so far, which could either be very good or very frightening. I don't know which one. So far, there hasn't
0: been a game I've doubted myself at all. So uh, the Tennessee Titans, three and a half point favorites on the road at the Cincinnati Bengals, six and a half. You're oh, looking, me, at the I was open. looking at the open. Sorry, my bad. I wondered why all of your numbers were varying from mine just slightly. <laughs> Sorry, six and a half, Tennessee favored over the Cincinnati Bengals. Tennessee, for me,
1: Tennessee—they are I, red hot, man. They and red and red I don't want to believe they're good because they're not good. But neither Cincinnati and Joe mm-hmm. Burrow refuses to throw anybody on the outside. They can't stop the run, and I get Derrick Henry.
0: Uh, Tennessee minus six and a half. Yeah, going to run all over them. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders against the Cleveland Browns. This one in Cleveland, and Cleveland is a two and a half
1: point favorite at home. I have a funny feeling we're going to disagree on this one. I'm taking the Raiders plus two and a half.
2: All right. I mean, I I would I don't I want to go against it just so we have something different, but no, man, I'm I'm oh, actually Raiders as well. Yeah, <laughs> Raiders. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. The this is one of the this is one of the games that weather is going to affect the most. Not only is it going to be cold, but it's going to be really windy. Derek Carr has a big arm, and Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. You give me little noodle arm Baker Mayfield with a even a even just a little breeze, I'm fine. Kyron Kyron Mayfield
2: are going in opposite directions.
1: I agree. I'd think much higher of Derek Carr right now than I ever have before, and I don't think I've ever thought less of Baker Mayfield, which says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think that was possible, Jeremy. Still one of only two celebrities to ever block me on Twitter.
0: Nice. Very nice.
1: They unblocked me and then blocked me again within three days because (laughs) I literally used... So we have a filter that sets up our social media posts. I use that to literally fire messages at him every 30 minutes on the 30-minute hour. For about i think it went for about eleven hours that's and then actually he blocked me that's
2: mm-hmm. actually stalking
0: I see. You got cheek here yeah no, see
2: i got I, I think I'd have to block you too see you
0: get him for cyberbullying can some we some sort I d- of I
1: yeah. didn't say anything <laughs> negative, I just said he wasn't an NFL quarterback
2: a bunch but that of was times. a little negative, yeah, well, that uh, could hurt his feelings, yeah, oh now I can't even
1: say things that hurt <laughs> people's feelings i <I've> <laughs>
0: don't have a chance in this world. <laughs> Jeremy's just a big old bully. That's all it is. Uh, all right. So both of you on the Las Vegas Raiders plus the two and a half on the road against the Cleveland Browns. The, uh, huh, 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 the Kansas City Chiefs are 20 point favorites. I'm surprised it's not higher than that. It's actually come down. They are 20 point favorites at home against the god awful New York Jets.
1: Did you have to throw the god awful? In there? I did.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. I'm right. just asking. Did you happen? I mean, you're throw it zero in there? seven. Uh, I think high schools
1: score more points hey, than you do. Chris Jones says we're a good team, and we are. Just because we haven't won any games doesn't mean we're not a good team. <laughs> he's just trying not to hurt your feelings. He don't want to be brought he's up just, on cyberbullying. Yeah, charges. he's just wanting to make sure his team wins fifty-six to nothing, like they're going to. Uh huh. So the twenty's not enough. No, Kansas City. This could be Kansas City minus thirty. I don't care. They get Pat Mahomes, who wanted to be drafted by us, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to lie; I'd forgotten that until he said it a whole bunch of times this week, and he sounded a little perturbed by it. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. well, I mean it's a it's a statement game. Uh, yeah, he's going to it, he's going to try to hurt our feelings as often as he can. So
0: I think he'll do it. In yeah, the first it's
2: half. hard to go against Kansas City. <laughs> All
0: right, Kansas City minus the twenty, well, L.A. Rams and the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungavailoa making his debut in the NFL. Um, Miami is uh, getting three and a half points. I've already made my
1: spicy hot take on this, and so I want to see if the Chief agrees with me before I say it out loud again.
0: All right. So, Chief, who are you taking? The Rams giving three and a half? Or do you think Tua's well, got See, Jeremy and I
2: disagree too, on whether Tua should even be playing. You know, I didn't think it was the time to start him. Mm-hmm. Also, I think who was the last good Alabama quarterback? I think it was Namath. Yeah,
1: that's your, you're not wrong. <laughs> Firing so, on all cylinders so far.
2: Yeah, i i got to go Rams here.
1: Ah, we have finally disagreed on one. Miami plus three and a half. Let me just throw this out there. One of my favorite things as a gambler to bet on is West Coast teams coming east. This is the fourth time the Rams have done it in eight weeks. They're not getting through this unscathed. Plus, they have no idea how to defend Tua. The offense is going to look different with Tua than it did with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's not overly mobile. I think in a foot race, he might lose to me. He's crafty, but he's not fast. Did people forget how athletic Tua actually is. Mm-hmm. I like Miami plus the three and a half. I think they win this game outright.
0: Yep. Uh, there have been a lot of discussions about Tua coming in and playing this game, whether it is the right time or not. The only thing
1: I've said about Tua is that I the, the ceiling with Tua is markedly higher than it is with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, I think Fitzpatrick could get him to a playoff game, and they probably lose. No matter who they play, even mm-hmm. if it's say it's the Browns, I think they would still lose to the Browns with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tua, they might lose with him too, but I don't know that he could come in. At, let's say he comes in, and he's Justin Herbert. He went one pick ahead of Justin Herbert. I said when we when we did the draft evaluations, he's more pro ready. Than Justin Herbert is. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get that level of production. Does that not make Miami better? Absolutely,
2: makes him better. But I think I, th- I also think uh, he had a better situation in uh, with the Chargers. I, than, I don't disagree he with you. because
1: Tua doesn't have a Keenan Allen. Yeah, he's got a Mike Geseki and a Devonte Parker who still like is questionable. Taking, right? He, he's, he's questionable. T- he is. But I think he's going to play. Yeah. And then it gets very Preston Williams, Preston, yeah. Miles Gascony really quickly. <laughs> Ugh. It, see, it, it took him two sentences to make me second guess something I've been screaming all day. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: I'm singing with it. Dolphins, do. <laughs> plus three and a
0: half. Uh, New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears in a four o'clock slate. This is, game is in Chicago. Drew Brees and the Saints are four and a half point favorites.
2: I think this is the Saints' first outdoor game, isn't it?
0: It is. It's also mm-hmm. going to be about 35 degrees, and the
1: wind's
2: going to be blowing 22 miles an hour. Are you trying to get me to take the Bears? Or are no, you to... <laughs> I am
1: not. He's not trying to sway you anyway. Just I give me more just, information. I might just be giving a little teaser on what I'm getting ready to say. <laughs> I'm,
2: going, I'm going the
1: Bears. All right. I'm with the Chief. Taking the Bears plus four and a half, I think they went out right. I don't like Drew Brees outside, especially when the wind's blowing, because he has a very soft, very touch arm. And I think you put that outside, and you put Khalil Mack on the other side, and the defense has never been the problem. The Saints' defense kind of is a problem.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Sneaky, one of my favorite sneaky fantasy football plays this week: David Montgomery. Really? Yes, I like him a lot, and I I don't have a good explanation of why. I I didn't, you know, have a dream. I didn't see a ghost. I didn't any of that because he's been a nightmare. Uh, I think he has a
0: good. I, I think he could have a good week this week. Not believing in Drew Brees. I mean, I get that it's
2: outside, but I don't he, know. Is, he is 57 years old. And
0: he, <laughs> <laughs> Not which, quite. by the way,
2: is how old I am. He's, so. a,
0: he's, only, he's only 41. So you make him 57, and make, that makes my quarterback 67. And I don't like that. And it, it,
2: uh, he's gosh. a good dude, though. I like Drew Brees. I like Drew Brees. But I, I don't think it's his week. I don't either. All
0: right. Uh, Seattle and San Francisco. Um, Seattle's a three-point favorite at home. Chief Zach,
2: what say you? you Got to go with Russell Wilson right now. I was so hoping he was going <laughs> to say that because <laughs> I don't. San Francisco
1: plus three with with healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. I like San Francisco's defense better than I like Seattle's, mm-hmm. and I think Seattle's defense is so bad that you're going to score on them. I mean, every team they played scored on them. Doesn't matter how good you are. And I've kind of figured out that San Francisco could throw me or a, a, a bowl of banana pudding as their running back, and they're going to gain 100 yards. It doesn't matter. So you put them against a bad defense. I just tend to think San Francisco is going to dominate this game. I think Russell will score, mm-hmm. but we saw against Arizona. If Russell's anything short of perfect, they struggle to win. And, you t- and you're telling me I get that San Francisco defense with those corners on DK and Tyler Lockett? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, li- I like San Francisco a lot this Do week. Do you think San Francisco's going to be able to get to Russell, though? Yes. That line's bad. Everybody's gotten to Russell. It's just he's a magician and somehow finds a way to get out of it because he's 5'4". And oh, he ducks minute. under things and... I've met Russell. Hey, wait a minute. He's such a an,
2: <laughs> And the 5 foot 4 thing. What is yeah, that supposed yeah. to mean? What's supposed he to mean?
1: ducks under tall d linemen really well. I that was I've always liked that about Russell. <laughs> the problem is, is that San Francisco
0: has about 50 of them. I don't know. I haven't seen somebody backpedal that much. Since watching the Carolina Panthers play last night. He has, like, guns and things.
1: Look, you don't have any of that. You can't make me backpedal the
0: way he can. Oh, I got you.
1: And and I can't emphasize this enough. I'm kind of scared of him.
2: I'm not scared of you at all.
0: (laughs) This is very true. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers and the Denver Broncos. That is the uh, third and final 4 o'clock slate game of the weekend. Denver uh, is getting three at home. Chargers are the three-point favorite. Oh, I have to pick this one first? Yeah, let's, let's I you. I changed
1: my mind on the fly. Denver plus three. Denver I plus three. Because I thought about it. Where is Justin Herbert from? <laughs> I don't know. California? Area. I was about to say you take a look at him. It's not real hard right. to figure out. I mean, I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but the kid looks very much like where he's from. <laughs> I don't think he's ever played a game that's going to be as... I mean, this is not going to be an overly cold game, but it's really high up in the sky. Okay. I don't think he's ever played a game at this elevation. Very few quarterbacks tend to do well the first time they play here, especially when they play as fast as the Chargers try to.
0: I don't know. I feel like we need to... I think to, that's going to be a problem. feel like we need to look up some college stats on that. He probably played at Colorado. Uh, it's not as high as Denver is. It's in Boulder.
1: Right. It's a 1,000 feet lower. Okay. I give stats,
0: I, I get critiqued.
2: I, I don't give I stats. Didn't, I, I didn't get know there critiqued. I didn't know there'd be math. I, I, right. I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't either. I didn't I, know geography elevation yeah, was gonna enter into yeah, it. Yeah, I,
0: yeah Mr. I, topographical Math. I, 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 I didn't, didn't know anybody I didn't, was gonna scream. I, my, my I didn't bring my
2: charts. All right, Chargers and Denver. You know what this this was the one game looking at I, I have no clue. No clue. But if I had to lean, I'm actually gonna go with Jeremy on this one in Denver.
0: Okay. All right, another agreement. You guys have only split on two games so far. Which he's probably
1: going to get both right.
0: (laughs) Could very well be. See,
1: it's Uh, it's the law of averages. Every time you differ with me, I feel great. mm -hmm. And then I bet, like, (laughs) my house on it. Because when you differ with me, I feel like, ha-ha, I am correct.
0: When he differs with me, I second-guess things. Okay. Um, Sunday Night Football this week, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, The Eagles are a... It's gone up since this morning. They're now a ten-and-a-half point favorite at home against the would-be Super Bowl team. hmm uh-huh. Jeez. That seems like a lot of ten, points ten, for Philadelphia. Ten-and-a-half is a lot.
2: Ten-and-a-half is a lot,
1: man. Mm. I feel like one of us has to blink first, and neither one of us wants to be
2: the one to do it. No. I
1: know. I'll do it. Dallas plus ten-and-a-half. I don't think Philadelphia should be favored by ten-and-a-half against a college team. That's,
2: and that's... That's the, I don't I don't think Philadelphia it's can put up points. Points. It's too Too yes. many points. It's too much.
1: And here's another thing: uh, it's going to be really, really cold. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I got to go with that. And they don't
1: run well. And Carson Wentz can't. It's just all the things tell me this is wrong. But <laughs> the, when I looked at the met, the metrics earlier, eighty percent of the money was on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, the funny thing which is, which makes this, me
0: nervous. This game opened up at a three point spread, which would make you comfortable. People have bet it that much that it swung to ten and a half. You know why? Because Mike
1: McCarthy won't come out and say that Andy Dalton's going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be, they're afraid it's going to be Ben DiNucci, who they've never seen. just so happens that I know Ben DiNucci's college coach, and he's actually a pretty good quarterback that started at Pitt. Mm-hmm. I think he's good enough to cover
0: a 10.5-point spread. Of course, he Ben DiNucci playing for the fighting Mike Houstons yes, of James, James Madison. Madison. <laughs> Former head coach of the Robertson Rams here in Asheville. Um, all right, and then Monday Night Football... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or yeah, you're you're agreeing with him on Dallas, um, right? Yeah, I'm All taking right. a cut. All right, everybody's going Dallas yeah. plus the ten and a half. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New York Giants, Monday night football. Tampa on the road in New York, and they are a ten and a half point favorite now. I
1: don't think there's gonna be any disagreement here. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus ten and a half.
0: Oh He's got that look.
2: I'm gonna take the Giants and the Points. Oh,
0: Ooh. Giants, do you think the Giants have a shot to win this game outright?
2: Yes. Really?
1: I like that. Because the Giants are one of the few teams that only have one win that can let my Jets do jet things and we don't get sunshine from Clemson, and that would make me very
2: sad. Uh, I'm going out on that's Yeah, I'm going way out on that. Just throwing it dark. There's got to be an upset every week, right? But I think the points, I mean. The likelihood of, of the Giants beating them outright is slim, but oh, very. Slim. I do. I like the points on that.
0: I would not be surprised if that's a minus hundred thousand again, like uh, the Clemson game was. Last uh, week. No, it, the, you'll, <laughs> you'll never see a pro game that high. <laughs> no, if you- it was, I would lay a. I'd lay a couple <laughs> on every one of them. Right. All right. Uh, so we've got two variations here. Uh, it's the L.A. Miami game. Chiefs going with the uh, Rams minus the three and a half. Miami plus the three and a half for Jeremy, and then they are differing on the San Francisco-Seattle game this week. Uh, Chief Zach going with uh, Seattle to cover the three, San Francisco plus the three for Jeremy. And then I've got Tampa Bay, and he's got the and then Giants. It's, yeah. yeah, Tampa Bay and the Giants, so three, excuse me. A, I like it. Yeah. Uh, APD Chief David Zach joining us on the program uh, once again. Got a big weekend ahead of ahead of the department. Uh, would you like to to issue any statements uh, no, as for how not. people need to uh, <laughs> need to conduct themselves <laughs> for the big holiday?
2: <laughs> Just give us a break, man. Keep it quiet. You yeah. know? that's all we're looking for. No, we're good. We're good Very at good. APD.
0: Very good. All right. Uh, <laughs> we thank uh, Chief Zach for coming in with us once again here in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. We'll be back with Green on Green right after this on ESPN Asheville.
2: Coffee's
1: for closers,
2: homie. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get
1: the power. That watch mm-hmm. costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the world. Welcome back to the Sports Tank. ESPN National, 92.9, 880 and 1400. I love picking football. Special thanks to Chief Zach for our first week of Chiefs Picks. We have to make that a weekly segment. I got seven initial college football picks. This is not the underdog segment. First one, the North Carolina Tar Heels play the Virginia Cavaliers. Let's be really honest. Carolina's a seven-point favorite. And that line's dumb. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best-running teams in the nation. This is a bad Virginia team with no quarterback. They have been embarrassed virtually every time they've been on the field. Carolina's going to embarrass them again, run all over them, give me Carolina minus the seven. Virginia Tech's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Louisville. Let's be really honest. This is an overreaction. Louisville dominated a team in Florida State that b- didn't dominate Carolina, but they did for two and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. It's an overreaction. The Florida State team's bad. This Louisville team's not good. Uh, Virginia, they shouldn't just beat you multiple ways. They can run. They can pass. They threw up a lot of points on Carolina. I think they're going to throw up a lot of points on Louisville. Louisville can score with them. Three and a half's not enough. Give me the Hokies, minus three and a half. Florida is a 12 and a half point favorite against Missouri. This is an overreaction, too. Missouri beat Kentucky. I get it. Kentucky overlooked them. That's the only way to look at it. If you watched even five seconds of that game, you will realize that Kentucky thought they were going to walk in and beat Missouri. Eli Drinkwitz is a good coach. He's not a Dan Mullen-level coach. Mm-hmm. Florida is going to beat them and cover the 12.5. LSU plays Auburn. LSU's a 2.5-point favorite. Who's the quarterback for LSU this week? Uh, not miles? miles, not miles, miles Brennan. Brennan. Yeah, not miles Brennan is the correct answer. I oh, okay. like LSU without miles Brennan. I like him with Max Johnson and uh, 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 the uh, the other kid's name yeah. is eluding me right now. Yeah, Tony something. No, no it's not. I'll, I'll think of in a second. <laughs> LSU minus two and a half. I'll take the Tigers to win by ten or more. I like. I don't like Auburn at all. Chad Morris seems to have lost this team. There's infighting on the sidelines. The offense doesn't make a lot of sense, and Bo Nix doesn't fit in this offense anyway. Give me Coach O. Give me LSU. The this is my biggest underdog, second biggest underdog of the week. Kentucky is a seventeen point dog to Georgia. That's too much. Yep. Fun little trivia fact about Georgia. Do you know how many games they played at noon under Kirby Smart? Five. Five. Do you know any of them that they have lost? Three. Three of them. Yeah, and one of them was to South Carolina just a year ago.
0: Not worried. I'm not saying you should be
1: worried. I'm not <laughs> saying Kentucky's going to win this game. No,
0: you don't remember that was my line. We were we, oh, we were oh on yeah. the air live oh, yeah. on WWNC and here on ESPN Asheville, and we were watching that game, and I kept saying, I'm not worried, I'm not worried, I'm not worried.
1: Yeah, do you yeah. remember uh, Do you remember who I picked in that game? <laughs> South, South Carolina. Carolina. I didn't take them in the money line, but I took them plus the number. Right. They not only won. They not only covered, but they won. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kentucky's going to win. Georgia starts slow. And as long as you've got old Cowboy Hat Bennett out there, uh, I like Kentucky. I think this game's going to stay close. It may, it may stay as close as to come down to a last-second field goal. Mm-hmm. I could see Kentucky winning this game. I'm not bold enough to say them in the money line, which is why they're in this segment and not at the one at, at
0: the end of the next hour. All right, UK plus the 17. Yes.
1: Iowa is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Northwestern, and this is dumb. Northwestern demolished a Maryland team that's one of the five worst in Power 5 football. Iowa lost last week. They didn't look particularly impressive. I get Kirk Ferentz. I'm fine with that. Give me Iowa minus the two and a half. My money line special in the early green on green, I'm going to forsake a team I took last week. I told you Indiana was going to beat Penn State. I also told you Rutgers was going to beat Michigan State. You Do did? you remember why? Because I get Greg Schiano. Greg Schiano is one of the best defensive minds in the country. I love Rutgers in this game. Take them in the money line to beat Indiana.
2: Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy
0: for you. All right. Once again, thanks to uh, Asheville Police Chief David Zach for joining us on the program for Chiefs Picks. Yes, we are going to uh, try to continue that to make that a weekly event. We'll see how Jeremy stacks up over the season with the top law dog. I I enjoy somebody picking games against me. Uh, We do have a stack correction, though. This is kind of PTI style with Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Denver's elevation, you know, they're the mile-high city. Yes. Uh, The the 5280, you know, they have that on their their jerseys and everything. Uh, The elevation of Boulder, Colorado is 5,328 feet. It is higher elevation than Denver. However, Justin Herbert never played at Colorado. So I can't I can't give you the stat. Well, <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, we've all learned something today, except for Scott, who apparently knew it and texted me and said, "No, Boulder is actually higher elevation than Denver." Nice. So you're wrong about that, Jeremy. Well, whoops. Yep. You can't get them all right. Obviously, I just uh, I'm not a big fan of a guy
1: for the first time going into mile high. Mm-hmm. I mean how many times have we seen guys just gassed on the sideline with with the oxygen cuz they can't breathe. The Chargers already play fast. Herbert's a tempo quarterback. And I actually think that Denver defense is not that
0: bad. Mm-hmm. In the last segment, we also were talking about the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Should Ben DiNucci start for the Dallas Cowboys this week? He will go up against Carson Wentz for the Philadelphia Eagles. One went to James Madison, the other went to North Dakota State. Did you know that it'll be the first time uh, in a, pri- that, that, uh, a prime that a primetime game has been quarterbacked by two non FBS quarterbacks since 2013? Those two quarterbacks, one played for the Dallas Cowboys, Eastern Illinois' Tony Romo, and the other played for the Chicago Bears' Sam Houston State's Josh McCown. Just a little interesting fact uh, about this week's game. Should Ben DiNucci face off against Carson Wentz in the god-awful Sunday night football game? <laughs> Cowboys and the Eagles. Woof. Another hour on the way. Center is next. This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM. And fourteen hundred. It is Halloween weekend. Getting ready for uh, all the all the trick or treating going to go on tomorrow. Jeremy, are you, you're dressing up again? I am. What What are you doing this time? Uh, my wife and I are actually going to be Batman villains. Yeah,
1: she going to be Poison Ivy. She is nice. There, there will be pictures. Everybody would greatly prefer to see her. I promise. <laughs> Nobody even cares what I'm going to be. They heard poison ivy and went, hmm. "Yeah." And you're going to be the penguin. No, no. Hey, if anybody, <laughs> look, if anybody in this, uh, if anybody in this studio is Oswald Cobblepotty, it Do would be it. you. Yep. not me. I know. I just had to throw it in there. No, I'm going to be Bane. Ah, but Bane didn't have a beard. Are you shaving the beard? No, uh, it hides in the mask. So the, 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 the big crab thing on his, yeah, I the my beard will hide in that. You
0: have a way to shove that into a mask. I do. You know you're not going to be able to breathe, right? Uh, yes. I've already tried this. It's very
1: uncomfortable, uh, but we are going to make it work. Okay. All right. I'm not big on Halloween. It's just, it's not my... Mm-hmm. This is not my holiday, but,
0: but she is. She is, yes, right.
1: And so this is one you take for the team. Yes, exactly. And, and and she, you know, has done the whole poison ivy thing, and it looks fantastic. And so I will be born in the darkness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just a reminder for everybody. I, I I will say it. Chief Zach said it uh, said it very well as well when he was in with us in the last hour. Um, but yeah, just just give him a break. Be nice, follow the rules, yeah, just do you know just, what you're just
1: doing. do do the smart thing uh Uber is your friend, I'll no drinking and
0: driving uh if you're in residential neighborhoods, yes, we know the the pandemic's still going on, but there' are still gonna be kids in neighborhoods out trick or treating we're doing the whole uh we're doing the whole uh touch free Trick or treating thing is that, in our is neighborhood. that idea
1: that you had, is that the idea where you had where they, that you chuck candy at
0: children? No, unfortunately, the HOA uh, would not get down with my idea where the kids stand in the yard and we drive by and pelt them with candy. Um, I said it nicer than that, but I think they knew that was my plan. Um, but now it's going to be you just you know you leave the bucket of candy out on the porch and the kids come by and there's no exchange, there's no face to face. It's going to be a touchless candy distribution for Halloween. So, uh, neighborhoods will still be doing uh, trick or treating throughout. Obviously, it's not going to be the big shindig that it usually is, but when you're in residential neighborhoods, please be sure to be safe. All right. Coming up this weekend, we got a big slate in pro football. College football is going to be a lot of fun. Jeremy's got. Another six-pack and a shot on the way at the end of this hour in green on green. Um, the big game of the weekend, though, in the NFL is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And I don't think there's any way around that. I don't think there's a case to be made for another game that has more impact on this season. <sighs> we have We have news. Don't hit the button. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the button.
1: <sighs> Michael Thomas is out Sunday. Oh, well then. In the uh, in the Minshew League, I just made a deal for Michael Thomas, and of course, he's going to be out. Yeah. Which means whoever is playing me this week, you're welcome
0: for your free win. You're only going to miss him for a week. I, I, I mean, I hope so. I mean, on on your team. Obviously, everybody else has missed him for several weeks, but hopefully it's only one more week. I still think there's more to this. I, I do too. There's
1: more uh, to this than just an injury. The the guy that I made the deal with I think had immediate buyers or more, so what I wanted to say is my luck, they're gonna trade him to the Jets about this time tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Speaking of the Jets, it's been made official. Uh no Brashad Perriman, no Jamison Crowder. Woohoo Not that they were gonna really you know be benefited against the chiefs by having those guys on the field, but it just got that much worse mm-hmm. for the New York Jets. so yeah, you might just want to av- avert your eyes completely from this game it's it's not gonna be pretty ooh. Is uh, is our good friend Christina going to be around for this game? I'd love to see you guys go you know go after each other uh, as, as her team just
1: demolishes yours. One of the bartenders at the social is a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. She's from Kansas City. Uh, I do not believe she will be in the building this Sunday, Mm. but she might make a special appearance just to talk (laughs) trash about her team demolishing mine. Just to rub
0: it in your face. Yes. Great. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What else in the NFL this weekend? Obviously, last night, it didn't go well for the Carolina Panthers. They just played really poorly. Can we just be really honest? That team's
1: not that good. The we Panthers. overreacted to a three-game win streak.
0: I don't know if it was an overreaction. I mean, because they were playing the Atlanta Falcons, and the Atlanta Falcons have not been good. Um, I don't think believing that the Panthers were going to win that game was too much of an overreaction. These are two cellar-dwelling teams. Yeah, I'm not necessarily talking about
1: just last night. I'm okay. talking about you know we have we have talked about the Panthers being so much better than we thought they were going to be.
0: Right at one point, we almost were convinced that they could be a playoff team. Well, let's be really
1: honest; they're going to be three and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be three and eight. Best case scenario, probably finish five and eleven. That's where you're at. That's just where you're at. Mm-hmm. You have a very, very bad defense. Dante Jackson, I think he is like today years old when he found out Julio Jones played for the Falcons <laughs> because he played about 35 yards off of him at all times. Right. And the thing I loved about that was they kept talking about how he had a toe injury. Then he picks off a pass and do dead sprints all the way across the field. Like, mm, I don't think the toe is bothering him right there. So what do we do now?
0: Just not standing up to top competition. It's, I mean, they're a little better than we thought they were, Mm -hmm. but they still have a long way to go. They do. And they've got some winnable games coming up. Not immediately. I was about to say. (laughs) Not immediately because they got to play the Chiefs and the Bucks next. But then, you know, Detroit, Minnesota, Denver, Washington, those are all winnable games. So you could be, you know, you could be looking at a seven win team here. Uh, okay, they got to win four more games. You tell me what four they're going to win there. I just said them. Detroit, Minnesota, Denver, Washington. No
1: shot they went all four of this. They're just straight up not better than two of those teams. Denver and Detroit. Detroit? Yes. Okay. And there is no shot of them winning any other game on that schedule. No, I don't believe so either. I would bet a dollar to a donut this team ends up 5-11. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just can't tackle. You know, so I mean, I, I look at the you're, you're talking about the Lions. Okay, who's going to defend Kenny Galladay? Straight up, all right, let's Dante the, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that guy that just let Julio Jones beat him to death. Julio Jones, who hasn't been healthy all year, mm-hmm. hasn't been really good you all think, year.
0: You think that was part of the plan, though, was that they didn't want to let anything behind him, so he's kind of playing in prevent mode. Well, the, guess who? The, guess who else he'll be doing that against. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Right.
1: Guess who else he would be doing against? Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Guess who else he would be doing against? Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, there's a path that they go 3-13, and 13 and I was 100% right. Devontae Adams. And I got a yeah. whole lot of Panthers fans that were taking victory laps on me saying, I told you this team was better than you said they were. My favorite phrase in the English language, just give it time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just give it time. Let it rest. We'll see what it looks like on the other side.
0: <laughs> Last night's loss to the Falcons ended up being the third in the row, third in a row for the Carolina Panthers, and uh, it's yeah, it's a tough road ahead. I mean, and it's going to be five in a row. You play the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, you have no shot to beating either one of them. I mean, and
1: I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm just telling you the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and the Mike Davis thing, you know, that was cute. Outlasted, but. Uh, it's time for Christian McCaffrey to come back because he was not particularly good.
0: Right, and he probably will be back for next week. At least uh, that's the early indications from head coach Matt Rule. It's the way it looks. He almost played last night. Mm -hmm. Can
1: I state something for the record that's going to sound a little bizarre, but it's 100% true? Okay. Is Todd Gurley still good at football?
0: Because I really am not sure that he is. Yes, he's still good at football. Is he still explosive like he used to be? No. Is he all pro level like he used to be? No. Is he ever going to be again? No. Do you know how many running backs in the NFL have
1: more carries than Todd Gurley? No. It's one. The funny thing is that that one has played two less games than he has.
0: Is it Derrick Henry? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and there's nobody else that's... I mean, Joe Mixon, and Josh Jacobs, they might catch up, but they both missed a game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, the workload's been there. He's averaging 3.8 yards a carry, which is not good. I mean, in terms of qualifying running backs, there are... Uh, he's tied with Singletary and Benny Snell, and there are six behind him. He's not... There's just no burst. Mm-hmm. He looks like uh, Mike Davis. He looks like a really well-paid version of Mike Davis. And I know he scored touchdowns. He's leading the league in, in in touchdowns. I got it. He's just, there's no pop there whatsoever.
0: And I don't know that we expected there to be. I mean, when he signed with the Atlanta Falcons, I thought there was a chance. Okay, this is, you know, one-year deal. He got $8 million to come there. He's coming back home to Georgia where he went to college. And, you know, it's... Maybe it'll spark something new in him, but no. I mean, he's an aged, beat-down running back. He doesn't have the burst that he used to have, and he is, uh, again, the perfect poster child for not giving big extensions to running backs. As we saw how it ended with the L.A. Rams, and now he's with the Falcons, and uh, okay, sure, they paid him a million dollars a touchdown so far this season. Has it really helped him? no i mean it's
1: I, i'm going to steadfastly stick to my guns and say you should never sign a running back to an extension
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean unless you can get him cheap <laughs> i don't even to be honest with you i don't even really care if you can get him cheap look at joe mixon joe mixon's hurt again
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know he's not going to play this weekend McCaffrey's been hurt. Yeah. Zeke's been bad. I mean, on and on and yeah, on and on.
0: McCaffrey got hurt, but this is the first time McCaffrey's gotten hurt. Um, yeah. Do you think it's going to be the last? I don't think it's going to be the last. I'm just trying to... You can't ha- You can't
1: ask a running back to have that level of workload and not mm-hmm. expect that he's going to break down. Mm-hmm. And he's going to break down early because you've just pounded this guy in, in a way that... Running backs shouldn't, you shouldn't do that with running backs. Right. And it's been proven time after time after time after time. And yet, we still find ourselves doing this. It's like ladder, wrench, repeat. The Saints just did it with Alvin Gamora. Mm-hmm. And they've even protected him with guys like Latavius Murray and Mark Ingram. And he's
0: still, Father Time's going to be undefeated with running backs every time. Yep. And the line of decar- demarcation is 27. It's, it's the number of carries. It's the number of touches. I've, I, there is a,
1: I don't remember who put this out. It's between 1,500 and 2,000 touches in the NFL. That is when you will break. I mm-hmm. do not care who you are. You will begin to break down between 1,500 and 2,000. Okay. Even Adrian Peterson
0: did it, and he's built like a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the, uh, the Chiefs pick segment, both you and the Chief are taking the Buffalo Bills to cover the four-point spread against the New England Patriots. I have heard time and time again today on national shows, people are still trying to believe in the New England Patriots. It's adorable to me. I, it's just adorable to me. From Max Kellerman to Greeny. I think Stephen A. Smith even said something about the Patriots winning this week. It's... I really, I, I, I need it. you to explain it to me.
1: If you're if you're on the Patriots at Jay Green ESPN on Twitter, please explain it to me. Mm-hmm. What have you seen of this team? Because they have two wins. One was against a Dolphins team that literally started four rookies on the offensive line. It Was their first game together. The other one was against a Raiders team that played their worst game of the season. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you got you stuck with Seattle. whoop de doo Their defense is terrible. You got drugged by the Chiefs, you got drugged by the Broncos, and you got drugged by the 49ers. Anybody care to explain that to me?
0: And now you're going up against the Buffalo Bills, who have been on a, uh, a downslide for the last few weeks. And if you think they're just going to come into this game and continue that, um, I don't know. You got, uh, you, you've got less faith, faith in them than I do. Because any team that has those kinds of hot starts, and you put them up in a rivalry game like this, it's usually not
1: good. It's a team that can't run and can't throw. And the defense is overrated. Mm -hmm. I I mean, to me, this is not that difficult. I don't think so either. Um, It's People just have this blind loyalty to Belichick, because they think... You know, the, the, this was half and a half Belichick and Brady. No, wasn't it wasn't. It was that you had the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. Mm-hmm. That's what did it. That's why you won Super Bowls. And that's the reason Bill Belichick got fired in the 90s is because he didn't have a Tom Brady in Cleveland. That's it. You ever notice that every great coach had a great quarterback? You, mm-hmm. you just find that to be ironic. Mm-hmm. Don Shula, the greatest head coach that ever lived, he had Johnny Unitas and Dan Marino. Hmm. Weird how that keeps happening. It's the most important position in sports, and it's not close. And, Bob, you
0: can't leave out Bob Greasy.
1: Yeah, that one, too. I, I forgot <laughs> Bob Greasy. Sorry. The
0: boss man's listening, and he'll be very, very angry if you forget Bob Greasy. I do. It wasn't intentional. I was I was really just trying to prove a point. Oh, I get you.
1: Absolutely. Quarterbacks really, really help. I mean, Tom Landry had uh, Roger Staubach and Danny White. and I Just a litany of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And had he stuck around for two more years, he'd have had Troy Aikman. Weird how that keeps happening. Andy Reid wins his first Super Bowl. He's seventh all-time in coaching wins. When did he win his first Super Bowl? When he got paired up with Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Ironic? Yeah, I didn't think so either. and On the opposite side of that, do you consider Marty Schottenheimer to be an elite coach in NFL history? No. His coaching resume looks almost identical to Andy Reid's. You know what he never had? A Pat Mahomes. hmm
0: That's why he never won a Super Bowl. Right. Because he never had that guy. Quarterbacks definitely matter. They absolutely matter. But
1: that's why you're getting this overreaction on the Patriots of, oh, well, in Bill, I trust. Well, here's the thing. He has the worst quarterback room in the league. It's not close. If you tell me right now, you mm, can... T- da- uh, Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas still had Andy Dalton and Dak. I understand they're both hurt. They're right. still in the room. I'm talking about in terms of quarterbacks on the oh, roster. Oh, I got you. Okay. This, and I said this before the season started. You have the worst quarterback room by a mile. Mm-hmm. If if right now in some you know cosmic universe, Bill Belichick could trade quarterback rooms with the New York Jets, he'd do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> he'd do it with the New York Giants in a heartbeat. Because both of them have two quarterbacks that's better than anything on this roster. And if you don't get it, I can't help you. Cam Newton looks like he doesn't belong in the league, and thirty-one other teams looked at him and went, "We're good."
0: Ugh, the fact that you just threw Colt McCoy
1: in there, I threw Joe Flacco in there too, and I won't back down on it.
0: Oh yeah, if you well, told I me mean, right I now, give you him, he's a Super Bowl winner.
1: Well, I'm talking about today. If I had to win, to, if I had to win a game right now. You know, and, and for an amount of money that mattered, I would rather have Joe Flacco or Colt McCoy than I
0: would Cam Newton. Wow. ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Stick with us. More of the weekend preview coming up. You've been practicing for months, and now that dedication and vigilance is about to pay off. The Big Orange Tent is back at the Asheville Mall. That mask that you actually want to wear is a short drive away at Halloween Express. With shipments arriving daily, you'll find the perfect Halloween costume mask or decoration. From kids to adults, scary to funny, Halloween Express has Western North Carolina's largest selection. You can't miss the Big Orange Tent and the Asheville Mall parking lot. Open 10 to 9 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 7 on Sundays. You're in The Sports Tank.
2: That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Cot? Right you are.
0: You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Don't forget to check out the Sportsocracy web show. We do every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Sundays at 10 a.m. Live from the Social in East Asheville. uh, Doing all the the best stories of the day to get your day started off on the right foot. And on Sundays, it's all about uh, picking the spreads, picking the over-unders, Giving you the last-minute fantasy updates. Thanks again. Uh, Miles my- Sanders is going to be out this week. I just got that notification.
1: Uh, of course he is.
0: Uh, it's hard to find a running back in fantasy football these days. It really is. <laughs> my my team at the beginning of the season that had uh, Christian McCaffrey and uh, Raheem Mostert and who else was on that team? Uh, oh, Miles Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, great. Great team. That went that went well for you. Yeah, now this week I'm starting uh uh Devonte Freeman and Woof. um I think Philip Lindsay is still the <laughs> Woof. <laughs> it's not been fun. I did get Jermichael Hasty though on the waiver wire this week. So, hopefully your little stat about there ain't, there hasn't been a running back no matter who it is. That hasn't done well for the San Francisco 49ers. Hopefully that's going to continue with Jamichael Hasty, the rookie out of uh, out of Baylor. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so as well because I'm I'm running I'm running very low
1: on options.
0: Yeah, so no Miles Sanders in the game this week with the uh with the Cowboys and the Eagles. Don't care? Uh yeah, I don't care. Eagles still win that game. I think the Eagles still win, but I took the Cowboys plus oh, I points. Know. I, yeah, I'm not laying that many points. The, the points is insane to me. I I don't care who it is. I don't. I wouldn't lay that many points to the Eagles to anybody. I uh, yeah, that's where I was at. I mean, I could understand if it was one of the powers, but this is the Eagles we're talking about. This is still a two win ball club. There's no reason, even without Andy Dalton, that I don't think you should be laying ten and a half. Yeah, they're not. Neither one of these teams is particularly good. I'm not laying that many points. I, I don't care who's playing quarterback for the
1: for the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> uh, it is Tua time down in Miami, though, going up against the L.A. Rams. Tua Tungavailoa coming in. I, I, heard, I heard the discussion earlier this week, and I remember who was having it. It was one of the national shows that we're talking about. If you had to go back and, uh, you know, not projecting – Anything for, uh, you know, just knowing what we know now about the rookies, the rookie quarterbacks in the NFL, how would they be drafted today? Exactly how they were. Exactly how they were. You'd still take Joe Burrow one, still take two a second, and Justin Herbert third. Yes. Really? I don't think anything would have changed.
1: Joe Burrow's been fine, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen uh,
0: two yet. Now, month from now, I might feel different, but I don't right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel like I, I I kind of feel like Tua should be first. And I'll tell you why. Because to me, he was the number 1 quarterback without the injury concerns. If you're telling me now, 7 weeks into his NFL career that the injury concerns are gone, he should go back to number 1. Mm, Cuz had the I hip don't agree. had the hip not been an issue, he would have been drafted over Joe, Joe Burrow. Agree?
1: Had the hip not been an issue, he would have gone ahead of Joe Burrow? Mm-hmm. No. Really? No. It's universal across the community that Joe Burrow was better than, than Tua.
0: I felt like he was only ahead. I only had Joe Burrow ahead of him because of the injury concern. I did not.
1: Hmm. I, I liked Joe Burrow better, and I still like Joe Burrow better. Mm hmm. Just because I, of the size, mm, the style of play, The size helps. But I just I saw more out of Joe Burrow. I like the decision making. I like the I like the arm. I like everything about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Burrow is one of the eight highest rated quarterbacks I've ever had. I mean, Tua was in the top fifteen or twenty. But I mean, there Tua has the risk of Matt Leinarding. There was such prodigious talent around him that I mean, do we know he's going to be that great? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he was fantastic. He also had, I mean, you couldn't have asked for better weapons. I mean, he had Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and Devontae, uh, uh, Smith. Devontae Smith. And Jalen Waddle. I mean, Jalen Waddle was his four. Right. Jalen Waddle's going to be a one next year, even in spite of the fact he just blew his knee out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has four two speed. That was the fourth receiver on that team. So, I mean, yeah, there's there were questions about Tua. I like the tape. I like the talent. I think he's going to be just fine. But mm-hmm. no, I would have still taken Jim Burr first.
0: I think. Uh, I think Tua Tungavailoa is uh, is going to be a really good quarterback at the NFL level. Um, I, you know, again, I am trusting Brian Flores. You have to trust the medical staff. They say he's ready to go. Fine. Don't know that I really like the option or the uh, like the outlook of him going up against Aaron Donald in his first game. That does kind of concern me a little bit. Hopefully, to as uh, just as fast as he was at Alabama, because he may be running for his life at times, going up against that offensive line. But uh, that that is a game where I like the Rams. I I just can't get with you on Miami's going to pull the upset. And I heard you. I understood all your all your explanations. West Coast team coming, East Coast, one o'clock kickoff, all that stuff. I just I really believe in this Rams team. I think they're one of only. F- Four complete teams in the entire NFL. I, I think they're very good, but
1: you're West Coast team coming uh-huh, East, uh-huh. and you don't know what you're coming up against, because <laughs> this is going to look different than this offense looked with Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, I've just got a couple of stories that have struck me as weird today. Um, And they're all to do with the sports world. But the first one is a coaching change or a manager change in Major League Baseball. You've got the Detroit Tigers hiring A.J. Hinch to be their new manager um, just as his year-long suspension is over with Major League Baseball. A.J. Hanch, obviously the manager of the Houston Astros, got wrapped up in the sign-stealing scandal. Uh, he didn't, it did not take long for him to get another job. And I don't think it's going to take long for Alex Cora to get another job either. Now, there's already been talk that Alex Cora may be coming back to the Red Sox, uh, which would be very very strange but AJ Hinch former uh player for the Detroit Tigers he's returning to where he played once and will now be the manager of course this news coming a day after we found out that Tony La Russa was going to be the new manager of the Chicago White Sox now then there was another coaching change in the or excuse me in sports this one in the NBA Mike Dantoni who once coached Steve Nash is joining Steve Nash's staff with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm just thinking how awkward this, is, this, this could be. That now Steve's the boss, and Mike is the assistant. Well, Mike's been an assistant before. Oh, I get it. But he's never been an assistant to one of his former players. I just think that would be awkward to begin with. Yeah. But we know how these guys like to stick together. I mean, Steve's his guy.
1: I I don't see that being a problem. To to me, the only problem with this is that you have a lot of very
0: big personalities in this room. That's the really weird part of all of this, is that that coaching staff might be one of the best staffs ever assembled. I mean, you you potentially got four head coaches in the NBA on this one staff for the Brooklyn Nets next year. You uh, have Steve Nash, obviously, Mike D'Antoni. Then you have Jacques Vaughn, who was the interim for Brooklyn has been an interim head coach a couple of times in the NBA, I believe. Um, coached with their head coach for the Orlando Magic for a while. Uh, he is still, you know, brought on from the la- uh, from the old regime. Then you have Ime Udoka, who has been a top candidate for an NBA head coaching job for what four years now, and then you got Amare Stoudemire who I don't see him as a potential head coach in the NFL, or in the NBA. No, he's, he's going to be but, a
1: player development assistant.
0: Right, but he's now added to this. So you've got the reuniting of Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire and Mike D'Antoni, but you also have other coaches on that staff that could be head coaches in the NBA right now, and they're all piling up on the Brooklyn Nets.
1: They also have Tiago Splitter as a... Uh, As an assistant coach. Really? Yeah, he's a young, up-and-coming coach.
0: Hmm. I don't know if you
1: knew that or not. I did not know that. Yeah, he's very well thought of. As soon as he retired, it was on a staff. Hmm.
0: So he's on that staff as well. He is. Well, if you weren't a believer in the Brooklyn Nets with KD and Kyrie coming back next year, and all the other other pieces that they might have on that team, I think it's in flux right now because I have no idea if they're going to be able to keep all of these guys that are already Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis Levert, and I just don't know. But if you didn't believe in the talent that was on that team, you could definitely believe in the coaching staff. Yes.
1: Uh, My story is not sports-related at all, but it's really, really, really funny to me. A woman in labor had her husband stop on the way to a Florida hospital for the birth of their child so she could cast her vote. (laughs) Nice. Karen Gonzalez, an employee of the Orange County Supervisor of Elections, said she was processing voter ballots about 2.30 p.m. Tuesday when a man came in with his wife's driver's license. The man explained his wife was outside in the car and wanted to cast her vote. I said, we need her here, and he basically told me that that's going to be a problem because she refuses to go to the hospital until she votes. Gonzalez then brought her out an absentee ballot, nice, which she said would not work. She wanted to cast her ballot at this location at this time right now, which they then acquiesced to. If anybody says "oh, virus," and all these, this woman was in active
0: labor, <laughs> and they found a way to make it work. So, how did it, uh, did they take her ballot out to her? Yes, or, oh, okay. Which has to be
1: illegal in some shape. I'm but I just, I found this way too funny. I'm
0: surprised here's an elections official willing to admit that this happened.
1: I That's kind of blowing my mind as well. Right.
0: Because I thought that was kind of one of the things. Like, once you key in those ballots, or once you scan it, or what I don't know how what the process is down there, but once you do that, that ballot should never be able to leave that room. Well, it's in Florida, and we've already and seen it that. We've seen a
1: problem there a before, point.
0: is all I'm trying to say. That's a good point. I, look, I'm always a guy who, you know, no matter who you're going to vote for, I urge you to go out and exercise the franchise. And I and my hat is off to this woman. I'm still stuck on she refused to go to the hospital
1: <laughs> until they let her do it. Well,
0: look, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, y- you never know. Something could go wrong during the delivery, God forbid, and you have to end up in the hospital for a few days, and then what are you going to do? Then you've missed your, your opportunity to vote. The, uh, there are still some people in this world that hold that right as dear as it should be held, in my opinion.
1: I love the last line of the story. Okay, The grateful couple left after the woman cast her ballot. No word on uh, delivery times or anything like that. <laughs> I just shared this story on my Twitter at Jay Green ESPN. That's great. I love it. it what? It, nothing Nothing strikes me as weird anymore. Well, I've just got the get realization
0: that, you know what? It, just nothing's weird. You got to get it done. You got a deadline on this thing. I mean, hell, well, maybe not. We got the Supreme Court weighing in on all this stuff. We may never know who's going to win this election. I, yeah, I don't care about any of that. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I have a fun little uh, little stat that kind of blew my Since we're talking about the NFL on the weekend ahead, we don't talk as much fantasy as we used to on this show. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, time perspectives and game previews and all those things. So DK Metcalf and AJ Brown both came out of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. How many wide receiver one games has DK Metcalf had in his career? Been like three years seven three okay a.j. brown's had three in the last three weeks interesting a.j. brown's a really good receiver that came from ryan mcdowell he's a uh, dynasty fantasy football writer right just so happens to be somebody i follow it popped up on my on my feed and i went that can't possibly nope that's right as i sat there and thought about it yep that's right (laughs) uh ryan Tannehill's is a thing and I don't want him to be. I know you don't like want him to be. All. I don't
0: want him to be. Nobody wants to believe that is, that he's the thing, but he is a thing. As much as Derrick Henry runs that, you know, or, or it appears that that offense runs through Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill is still a thing in fantasy football. I don't know how many. Uh, I was looking at a stat earlier this earlier today, and it was. Lining up like week seven through week sixteen last year in the NFL after Ryan Tannehill took over. Um there were only I think two games down the stretch of that season where Ryan Tannehill wasn't relevant in fantasy football. Meanwhile, here's Derrick Henry, twenty point games, thirty point games every week. Ryan Tannehill still had twenty to thirty points every week as well. This offense is as well-rounded as they possibly can be. He's a deficient quarterback, and I don't want to admit it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And with AJ Brown and Corey Davis has now come on to be a thing. I think they're I think they're more of a threat than you think they are. I think of the top ten, you had them what at ten in the power rankings this week. I did. I mean, here's my question. I mean, I don't know how much higher on that list you could put them, but and I don't see them the falling problem. out of that list. Well, that's
1: the problem. Who, like, who do you see? If you think they're higher than that, you have to tell me who they're, who they're in front of.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that they're higher. I'm just saying I don't see them falling from that list. No,
1: no, no. And, and I understand that that's not my that's not my problem. If mm-hmm. People talk about oh, the Titans are so good and they're a contender. Do you think they can beat the Ravens? Uh, no. no. Do you think they can beat the Steelers? No. No. Do you think they can beat the Chiefs? No. No. So at best, you're fourth in the AFC. hmm Woo. <laughs> fourth in the AFC is going to get you a date with the Bills, or, well, they'll win the division, so, oh, that's even worse. What? Record-wise, they could be the fourth-best division winner, which means they get either the Steelers or the Ravens in the first round of the playoffs. Ugh, and I'm not going to like them against either against either one. No, because they're not going to be better at record-wise. Well, mean, they, they did beat the Ravens last year, and I understand that. I don't think you can do it again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was too obvious what you're doing. I mean, and it threw them off guard because that's you know that's their game plan is that they want. Have you noticed that Lamar Jackson's not running as much? Mm-hmm. It's because they're trying to prove we can do this. You know, we can do this defensively, where he hits just a few,
0: and we can embarrass you. Well, they have to. They have to they had to figure out a way to limit Lamar Jackson from running and putting himself at risk, or else his career's not going to be long and they're trying you know they're never going to be able to turn him into a pocket passer or no. anything like that. I mean he's always going to be mobile, but you know when you see the career trajectory of mobile quarterbacks it doesn't really doesn't really project well for Lamar down the road. And so that's what John Harbaugh is looking at, is how can I make this still work, but take some of the risk off of Lamar, because we know he's going to get killed. The Ravens are one of the most uh, maddeningly
1: spaced out teams I think I've ever seen. Okay, Lamar Jackson's the leading rusher. Mm-hmm. Who's two? The second leading rusher? Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is three by seven yards behind Mark Ingram. And J.K. Dobbins is about sixty yards behind both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're right; they're, they're all together. Dobbins has, without a doubt been the most effective runner on this team. He's just gotten bar on the list. He's gotten half the tote Mark Ingram has, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't get that. I look at this team and I go, "You have pieces that you don't use," and I don't get it because you don't have to. I you don't have to use I them. Right I away. think Mark Ingram is such a he's a ham sandwich. You know, he's, he's, he's fine. There, there's nothing great, but see, I think they, they're they going to need JK Dobbins and they're going to need Marquise Brown to be more consistent. And they're going to need, you know, weapons because they're going to have to be able to score.
0: Well, they got Des Bryant. That's all oh, they need. That's
1: not a weapon. That's
0: Championship. A, uh, <laughs> that's a guy that hadn't been in a league in four years. <laughs> Des Bryant joining the team. That's definitely going to get it done. Um, but there's a big game this weekend. Steelers and the Ravens. I love this uh, this stat. Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh have gone up against each other now a record, or will have gone up against each other a record 25 times in the Super Bowl era. Uh, it's the most of any two head coaches facing off against each other. Um, it is, however, the third longest streak of all time in the NFL the two streaks ahead of them, George Hallis and Curly Lambeau. Yeah, you got to go back to like leather helmet days. Who matched up 48 times? Lambeau and Steve Owen faced each other 28 times. I had to look up who Steve Owen was. He was apparently I didn't know
1: because you asked me to.
0: Yeah, he was apparently the head coach of the uh, of the New York Giants for 22 years, from 1930 to 1952. Yeah, I had uh, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> But also, if Mike Tomlin wins this week, he will become the uh, all-time winningest black head coach in the NFL. Were you aware of that? I did not know that. Yeah. This is an interesting little stat. Right now, he's tied with Tony Dungy for the most regular season wins for an African-American head coach in the NFL. He wins this week. He will pass him. Obviously, he is a student of Tony Dungy coached the D-backs with him uh, in Tampa Bay for a season. I think it's a cool little side note for the week. Also, for the Baltimore Ravens news-wise, Ronnie Stanley is getting a contract worth up to $112 million. Is that too much? No, he's an elite-level. He's an elite-level tackle.
1: Mm -hmm. And if you're going to, I mean, obviously, they're full steam ahead of Lamar Jackson. You're going to have to have a line. I mean, you're going to have to have an elite line. Or you know Lamar's. You're talking about career trajectory.
0: His gets real ugly real fast if he doesn't have an elite line. Indeed, uh, it's the second highest, or he becomes the second highest paid left tackle in the league. Annual average salary of nineteen point seven five million dollars, only behind Laramie Tunsil. But the deal maxes out at hundred and twelve point eight million dollars. The story's kind of funny, too. Like, uh, he didn't show up for the morning meeting. And teammates started reaching out to him, asking him if anything was wrong. He simply just texted back, I got something to do. <laughs> and then when he came back, they found out, oh, you were ba- they were backing up the Brinks truck for you. Okay, good. We'll give you a pass on missing the morning meeting today. <laughs> you were a little busy, weren't you? Yeah, I think that, I feel like that's a little bit more important. Uh, Putting the signature on that $100 million contract. Can't blame him for missing the meeting either. Uh, Apparently a Twitter study has been done to show that the most hated team in the NFL is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm kind of surprised by that. Most hated team in the NFL is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, Tom Brady's not New England anymore, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I can give you that. Uh, the most hated team in the state of North Carolina. Do you know what 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 team that is? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the Atlanta Falcons. That was my other guess. Yep, the Atlanta Falcons are the number one hated team in the state of North Carolina according to uh, this new Twitter study that has been done. Basically, they just asked everybody who wanted to participate from sportsinsider.com to tweet out what team they hate, and then they took it and broke it down... State by state. Uh, Up in New England, apparently everybody hates the Jets up there, from Boston all the way to Maine. Stutter. Everybody hates the Jets. The most hated team in the state of New York is. Most most hated team in the state of New York. New England. Yep. Not even close. Not even close. We all hate New England. (laughs) But yeah, eight states. Eight states turned in the results of Pittsburgh is the most hated team.
1: That kind of surprises me, but I don't know who would be more. I
0: would have thought the Cowboys would be more so, I guess. Uh, The Cowboys don't even show up on the list. Which shocks me. They are truly America's team. No state hates the Dallas Cowboys the most. I can't believe Pennsylvania doesn't. That's a stupid poll. Philadelphia,
1: the state of Pennsylvania doesn't hate any team. Baltimore Ravens. Not more than the Dallas Cowboys?
0: According to this, that is the most hated team in in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Boo-boo. <laughs> I don't buy that at all. Uh, do you want to take a wild guess at what the state of Missouri's most hated team is? Uh, Denver? Nope. The LA Rams. <laughs> that makes sense. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Hang with us. Green on Green's coming up next. Jeremy's throwing out money. Six packs in a shot. Stay tuned these little on. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch
1: costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the world. Welcome back to the Sports Tank, ESPN Nashville, I 880, and 1400. This is what we've been telling you about all day. I got seven underdogs, and I like them all. I love underdog, taking... Oh. underdog,
2: underdog. underdog.
1: I love taking points, and there are all kinds of points out there, and I like some of these teams to win outright. My first one is tonight. The fighting East Carolina Mike Houston's are getting 17 points against Tulsa. (laughs) This team's fine, but they're not all that great. East Carolina is the 28th best rushing team in the country. We've already seen that Tulsa can have the ball held away from them by good rushing teams. I think Tulsa's going to win this game, but give me ECU plus 17 next georgia state's a two and a half point dog to coastal carolina they shouldn't be this team's really really good they play fast they play loose they score a ton of points i think this is going to be a shootout coastal carolina is playing their backup quarterback and they're not giving enough credit for that give me georgia state to win this game outright. next the rice owls they got me last week but guess what they won't this week because they play Southern Miss, who doesn't even have a coach that wants to be on the team. When an FBS team loses their interim coach to Austin P, you can rest assured I'm going to take points against that team the next week. Give me rice plus one and a half. Next, Arkansas has made me a boatload of money this year, and they're going to keep doing it this week. Texas A&M is not that good, and they shouldn't be a 12-and-a-half point favorite. Sam Pittman has done something with this team. Felipe Franks is a good quarterback. He makes a ton of mistakes. Guess who else does? Kellen Mond. I could see this looking exactly like Ole Miss last week. A bunch of turnovers. I almost want to say Arkansas wins, but I'm certainly taking the 12-and-a-half. The Charlotte 49ers are a a nine-and-a-half point favorite tomorrow against Duke. Duke is terrible. They have a top 40 passing attack, but they can't stop turning the ball over. I understand Chase Bryce is without a doubt the best quarterback in this game. I think Will Healy will lead the 49ers, and they're going to beat Duke outright. Boston College is a 28-point dog to Clemson. How do you beat Boston College? North Carolina showed it. What are they susceptible to? Passing. Guess what, DJ Ugalele's is not going to do. Pass the ball down the field. He's going to be checked down, Charlie. It's not enough to cover the number. Clemson's going to win. Give me Boston College plus the twenty-eight. <laughs> my money line special. It's my favorite pick of the year. It's crazy. Ever madness. Kansas State's a four and a half point dog to West Virginia. I couldn't even begin to explain to you why. <laughs> I understand Kansas State's playing a backup quarterback. They play backup quarterbacks anyway. They run a two-quarterback system. I don't care. I understand that West Virginia's been able to run the ball. You don't run well against Kansas State. Kansas State forces turnovers in a way that very few teams in college football do. Give me the Wildcats plus four and a half and in the money line. I am out of breath now. I've been watching a clock tick down that I thought I was going to run out of time, but I made it by way more than I thought I would.
0: You did. You made it.
1: Good job. That was Jim Cramer (laughs) mad money if I've ever seen one. Yeah, it was. I I love underdogs. I like picking winners outright, but if you give me a bunch of dogs, I will get
0: very excited. Yeah, don't forget you can find all the money as well on MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Go and set yourself uh, an account up today. Use the promo code TANK T-A-N-K at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Set yourself up an account. They will match your initial investment up to $50 as well as put you into a special uh, $5 Bonus game Just for signing up Monkeyknifefight.com Use the promo code TANK T-A-N-K We will see you Sunday at The Social In East Asheville As we're hanging out To watch all the games Come and join us
1: I'll be giving out Monkey Knife Fight winners All weekend long Follow me on Twitter At JGreenESPN